This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Kettle and Fire. Kettle and Fire makes Kato soups, classic soups, and bone broth. It's uh, If you're into a healthy lifestyle, healthier complexion, immunity system, a healthy gut, Kettle and Fire is for you. If you'd like to order from Kettle and Fire, use the promo code WAYPOINT. Get 15% off on any classic soups, Kato soups, and their famous bone broth. Remember to use the promo code WAYPOINT to get 15% off on all products at Kettle and Fire. Clear the airwaves. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is The Real Guy Podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Stephen Busaka here. Welcome to The Real Guy Podcast. I've got Jeff Maggio, The Lunker Dog, with me today. Jeff, how you doing? The Busaka, what's going on out there? Oh, man, a lot of stuff's going on out there, man. Hey, I wanted to, I was meaning to ask you, how was your trip to Punta Gorda? Very good. Your parents doing well? Parents doing good. They're just, you know, pretty much hanging over there, staying, uh... Kind of low key because they're older and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, but I got to spend some time with Mitzi, my sister. Nice. And her her boys. A couple of decent dinners. I got to hang out with my old friend, Vincenzo. Vincenzo. Vinny, Vinny de Cristofalo. Just in case you are still <laughs> like walking around like a proud chicken, like you're the most Italian person. Okay, I never Florida. thought that ever. <laughs> so just in case that. You thought you were the most Italian person in South Florida. <laughs> There's a guy out there, and his name is Wait. Vinny de Cristofala. Jesus. What part of Italy? I wonder his family from. He's from Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Dude, you know, I was meaning to tell you, so that video that you posted about all the construction and everything over there in Punta Gorda, 
and the loss of habitat and what they've been doing. Right. So that really actually kind of stuck with me um, for a couple of reasons. But one reason in particular, I remember that one thing you brought up too, a big problem is what the, is the spraying that they're doing to kill all the sawgrass and all the weeds. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it basically, you're basically spraying poison because that leaks into the water. Right. It's basically and, poison. And they have to use such high concentrates of that poison for it to work out there on those lakes that it kills the fish. Yeah. And I don't understand how they could think that it doesn't. Well, especially when the fish float up and then are on the side of the shore <laughs> that they just put the yes. weed killer in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember you were saying about, you were like, it might be Roundup. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know exactly what it is. I just know it's toxic. We all know it's toxic. Um, so that kind of uh, got me thinking a little bit, you know, because again, we're trying to get the house selling. Um, so I've been working very hard to keep everything looking nice around the house. Well, one of the things in making the house look nice is the pavers and everything. Get those weeds that pop through, you know? Right. And I couldn't stand using Roundup. That's because, dude, that stuff's toxic. Like, they even said that if you're using it, you, first of all, you have you should be wearing like a mask, freaking like su- either sunglasses or safety glasses. Like, it's toxic, dude. It's bad. But they, they have, that means they have to assume they're selling it to people that can actually read. Yeah, which is mistake number two. Right. Well, yeah. just say that. Yeah. Anyway, go they ahead. get they they over they give people too much credit, but. Um, well, no. So I uh, about two weeks ago, I had actually because um, I, I don't like using it. I just uh, but I know the weeds need to go. Um, I've been doing some research because um, I had heard some stuff about a more environmentally friendly environmentally friendly concoction that you can use to kill weeds a little bit more natural. On a, okay, on an organic style weed killer. Yeah, Something actually, like I, I might say I might actually call it an organic style weed killer. Um, there's a couple of them out there, and I had to kind of go through trial and error with them. Okay, and but what, I finally. Anyway, f- are you picking these up off the shelf somewhere? No, you make it at home. Okay. Okay. Um, I I found a few different ones, and I had to do kind of trial and error to figure them out, and I finally found one that actually works. Okay. Um, and if anybody out there, you know, cause we know a lot of you guys are really, you know, care about the environment like we do. Um, just, listen, it's no, you're starting to sound like a real greenie, dude. I love my freaking, I love my environment, dude. Yeah. But you're starting to sound like a greenie, <sighs> dude. Don't, don't, don't. There's a fine line on. between sounding like a nutter <laughs> and loving your outdoors and environment. So don't get weird on me. I'm not getting weird. All right, I'm ahead. getting organic on you. All right. All right? So, um, so here's the so here's the concoction. So it's a quart of distilled vinegar, like you'll see where they sell this at like the supermarket. Distilled vinegar, a quart. A quart. Okay. A QT. QT. <laughs> okay. A quarter pound of salt. A QT and a QP. A QT and a QP. Okay. So a quarter pound of salt. And two teaspoons of Dawn dishwasher soap. Okay. Okay. Um, what I've learned. Um, the most effective is so you make so I've got the measuring container so one quart you know put the quarter pound of salt put the two teaspoons of Dawn dishwasher soap in pour that in my sprayer make another batch pour that in so I make three batches and it's good because now I have to keep making it you know one after the other put that in there I like to give a little bit of a oh very important you put the salt in the vinegar 
you have to stir the salt completely till it's dissolved first. Then you add the Dawn dishwasher soap and you stir that in. Okay. All right. So you put all that in your um, your sprayer, whatever container or spray bottle, whatever you've got. And what I've learned works the best is when you go out there, you spray the weed and you spray it until you see a white foam. Then you've got enough on there. And it works. <laughs> it actually works. Now, I will tell you, does it work overnight like Roundup does? No. It probably takes about maybe two, three days. Well, that's fine. As but that's as, fine. Yeah, as long as it works. It works. And it's not toxic. You see that one right there? What's that called? Concentrate with just weed and grass killer. Just like a, a name on there. Yeah. It's not like, even really a, a compare and save. I don't know if that's the brand. But. No, but it's like, like it's called alsophilite or something. Oh, glyphosate? Glyphosate? I don't even know what the hell that is. I think that's like the Roundup stuff. Yeah, well, I just, because uh, again, it's just, I feel like I'd be kind of a hypocrite if I'm talking about how we need to protect the environment, but I'm using that freaking Roundup stuff. So I wanted to come up with something a little bit better. And again, it's not just toxic for the environment, also toxic for us. This, you don't got to worry about that, and it's effective. Well, very good, Busaka. That's good information. I would say you, you, got, you can't just be the preacher. You also got to be the teacher. Did you write that down before you came mm, here? No, but I just thought of it now. That's a good one. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. That's a good one. No, right. but I, I do think it's important, though, that, you know, we... We do, because again, you know, pesticides, herbicides, you know, it's no secret that that stuff is harming our environment. And I do think it's important that we try to find, you know, more, I guess, as you would call them, organic alternatives. Well, I don't know how that would work if you were spraying that particular concoction that you were talking about in high volumes through the Everglades. I know. Yeah. I'm, I mean, well, that's, I that know. That would be I just... like a lot of salt and... Vinegar. Uh, <laughs> well, if the funny the thing vinegar, is when you would be fine. when you spray it, like literally what you it, it's you basically smell vinegar. Well, duh, yeah. Yeah, like it overpowers everything. All right, you want to hear the the concoction that I heard that would just similar to yours for weeds for yeah for, let's hear it. for weed kill yeah. Um, it's pretty much the same, but it's vinegar, salt, not quite that much salt. Probably only like one like one part one, one and four parts salt. So one and four parts. Yeah. So if you do a quart of friggin' water, then you'd only do a friggin' pint of friggin'. Oh, so yeah. So yeah. So not that much salt then. Right. Not near as much salt. But um, gin. You put gin in there. Are you serious? I swear to God. And um, I know that stuff works too. <laughs> that stuff kill freaking probably coronavirus. <laughs> uh, dude. I mean, I, wait, 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 I wait have, you're being I, serious about this, though. I'm, I'm dead serious. Where did you read that one? Online? Yeah. Have you tried it? Yeah. Did it work? It works. No kidding. Yep. We maybe we should have like a weed like a weed killer off where we see whose weed killer concoction works better or quicker or faster. Well, I think I think it definitely goes to show you that you probably shouldn't be like out in the hot sun drinking a lot of gin. Yeah, can you imagine what that's doing to your insides? Oh, I'm just saying. I mean, if you're going to be out in the hot sun, maybe gin's not the drink for you at the time. Well, think about vinegar, too. 
So, you know, when I, because I, I love going down to La Spada Subs over there on 17th Street Causeway, and I used to get um, oil and vinegar. I like how you plug all the mama pops. I, that's what it's all about, man. I love that we do it. Just we like got to stick up for them, just man. Just like a quick mom and pop. Yeah, man. So, it's like a staple. Um, so, okay. So, I usually, I usually, what I used to do is I used to put like oil, I used to put oil and vinegar, salt and pepper on my sub. Um, lately, I have actually not asked them to use vinegar because it's so acidic. You know, I've just had them use oil, salt and pepper, and I like oregano on there too. And that, honestly, it's fine. Is that all that acidic stuff? Was like giving you raw gut? little bit yeah messing you up down there it's just you just, yeah a little bit and yeah. you just you feel it going down and it's kind of like oof, that's stinging i can't even imagine what's doing to my insides although my dad would probably kill me because it's like you know that's like a big thing in italian families is you put vinegar with every freaking salad did they make you drink the vinegar sometimes I used to do it all the time. A little shot of vinegar, like if you had a sore throat or friggin'. Well, you know what I used to do? Um, my dad or my grandma or whoever would make a salad. It was always oil and vinegar and salt and pepper. It was never like store-bought dressing. And what I used to do is after I would be done eating the lettuce and everything like that, and I'm sure maybe you've done this before too, where I'd pick up the bowl and basically drink the freaking um, oil and vinegar and salt and pepper concoction. It was delicious. They should freaking. They should bottle that and sell it. Well, they or nothing else. These these chicks ought to at least use it for a martini mix. <laughs> what vinegar? That not just vinegar. That like those like you're talking about. At the end of the salad, that friggin' juice right there with a little bit of friggin' that really a little alcohol, really good vodka or whatever, and friggin'. Could you imagine what that would do to your insides? And an olive, dude. If you're drinking martinis and you're worried about your insides. That's a contradiction. Well, yeah, it's freaking almost straight vodka. Gosh, vodka and vinegar, dude. That would that com that combination would probably kill the weeds. You know, you'd like you probably if you were around in the old days when people would like really sport their martinis, that whole era of people that you like, you know, like Flip, Flip and Jose and um, what was the comedian's name you were talking about the other day? Oh, Nipsey Russell. Nipsey Russell, the other one. Um. Oh, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. and all those old roasts. Now, those guys knew how to drink a martini. And they would sport the piss out of their martini. And they'd start drinking martinis right after they finished their um, Bloody Marys after friggin' breakfast. So they'd go right from Bloody Mary to martini. You and know, that's what separated them from not being rednecks. <laughs> was how they sported their martinis? Yes! <laughs> Dude, they I tried. To, I tried a martini once years ago, and I spit it out. I hated it. Dude, but then it, I don't drink, so it's like you know. Dude, Dean Martin and those dudes would sport their martinis on TV. You know that Dean Martin apparently um, was a big whiskey drinker. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, 
insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. They said that he was um, a big everything drinker. Well, yeah. Well, you know, something interesting about Dean Martin that I thought was funny. So, um, you remember Don Rickles? <coughs> yeah, what's well, who's Don Rickles? He was the um, the Jewish uh, kid comedian. You know who he is. He was he always he was known as like the master of malice and the way he used to make fun of everybody. Okay. He um, so he was at the um, the inauguration for uh, Ronald Reagan. So it was Don Rickles, Frank Sinatra. And Dean Martin. And Frank Sinatra apparently, so he was going out and he goes, it, before he went out, he turned to Dean and Don and he goes, listen, no drinking. All right. You, gotta, you guys got to keep it professional for this guy. All right. So he goes off on stage and Dean turns to Don and he goes, so no drinking, huh? And he opens up his coat pocket and he's got a thing of Jack Daniels in his coat pocket. <laughs> and he goes, let's have a drink. <laughs> I would. I tell you what, man. To be with those dudes, would you? All right. Do you think you would have drank in that era? Probably not, because uh, I still can't deal with the taste, dude. You know, and going back to Nipsey Russell. So you know that he was actually a poet. Did you know that? I can't. I can't he had a poet. He was known for his poems. I remember he was like on Channel Two or NPR in the old days or something like he that. He was always there. Was like the, that game show that he used to always be a guest on. I can't remember which one it was. Not the Hollywood Squares. There was another one, but that was actually part of when he was on. Is they would always be like, "All right, Nipsey, what's the poem?" And he had like a whole bunch of them. One of them I remember off the top of my head is he said. Um, the honeymoon doesn't always work when May gets married to December for the sweet young thing and never learned how and the old goat doesn't remember. <laughs> it's genius. He had a whole bunch of he let me tell you something. The talent and the creativity. Why are you so infatuated with those old dudes? I just think that there was a creativity and as and you'll appreciate this, an originality back then that you can't really find today. And if you look at Hollywood, everything is a remake, a reboot, a sequel, a prequel. I'm tired of it, man. I want original stuff. So I had to go back. Are all the kids doing that? I don't know about that, but they, did a, they actually did a study about two years ago, and they, they found out that people like millennials, like my generation, are actually buying more. They're more interested in listening to older music than they are newer music. I think we're all that way. Well, yeah. Once in a while, somebody had come out with one that I like, but and that well, that was one of the reasons that I kind of stopped listening to country music because that was all I used to listen to was country music, and I still remember the last great year for country music, in my opinion, was two thousand four. CMT, uh, Country Music Television. They that summer they had like the theme was the best summer ever. That was like the Garth Brooks era? No, Garth, George, and Alan were more the 90s. Um, the 2004, that era was more uh, Toby Keith, Tim McGraw, Kenny Chesney. Blake Shelton? No, not really. Really? He was still kind of small at that time. Right. He wasn't very big back then. Um, but those guys like Chesney and everybody, they had good songs back then. They actually had great songs. And then I still remember 2005 hit. And there was one good song. 2006, it came back a little bit. And after 2006, it's, in my opinion, we've gone downhill ever since. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it hasn't been the same. 
and that was one of the reasons why I don't really listen to um, I don't really listen to the newer country music anymore. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, you I was going to say you were into Garth Brooks, you said, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I like Garth. I wasn't like into him or whatever, but I liked him. The um I was never much like a crazy much into country that much. I mean, I like my Johnny Cash, you know. I like some of the Did you like Alabama? Yeah. I'm a big Alabama fan. Like Alabama and friggin' um I a little loved, bit of country, but you know, I'm not much of like I'm not a real country buff. Yeah. I can barely tell even the old timers apart. I was actually a um a huge fan growing up of uh, Hank Junior, believe it or not. Me and my dad used to listen to him all the time. I think lots of people. I saw him in concert. Did you really? He it was uh he and I gotta tell you, he's he's hilarious. And he, I, I have a lot of respect for him too. He, um, you know, once in a while he'll say something where I'll be like, "Eh, you probably shouldn't have said that." But when we saw him in concert, so he's got in his band, his backup band. I mean, he's got all different backgrounds. His drummer is like one of the most badass freaking black dudes you ever seen in your life. Yeah, I think he's pretty much a musical genius, that guy. Yeah, but you know what he said? He goes, "Let me tell you guys something." He goes, "I play what I want." where I want and with who I want. And I mean, he's just got freaking, he's got like the best musicians and, and they're, they're all different backgrounds and everything. Dude, it's Hanks Williams Jr. He's freaking, I do think, I, I honestly think he was better. I think he's more creative than his daddy was. I don't know how all that works. All I know is good on Monday Night Football for bringing him back. Yeah. I love that song too. <laughs> I'll sing it. Did you ever see the um, the music video for it? Yeah, it was a big deal when it came out. They had, I think, they had Cheech and Chong, if I remember correctly, were in that video. I know how much you love them, dude. Me and Victoria watched the Cheech and Chong. Which movie. one? Up in Smoke. Uh, it wasn't Up in Smoke. It was. It was a really dumb one. And when we got done with it, Victoria kind of looked at me and not like she didn't appreciate like that sorry stale humor and everything. But she just was like, really? Like, that was it? Oh, God. Well, how long ago was this? Like, recent? Yeah, about six, seven months ago. Oh, no, it's been real recent because we did it because of COVID. We started watching crazy movies, old movies. So I made her watch some old ones. I made her watch a Cheech and Chong one. But what else? She, she knew the Cheech and Chong one because um, of the Mexican-American song. Which one's that? Which was like in a movie or something. Mexican American, we go to high school, we take a Spanish and get a C. You never heard <laughs> never the Mexican American? That yeah, that's a that's a Cheech and Chong one. But anyway, so um, we were watching movies, and I picked out Cheech and Chong, which yeah, I don't know if she really appreciated. She humored me and watched it with me, and the wife wouldn't even watch it. But then uh, I got her to watch Any Which Way But Loose. Who's in that? That's old. That's um, I never even heard of that that's one. That's Clint Eastwood. Who Cl else was in it? Clint Eastwood was a street fighter, and he had an orangutan as a pet. What's it called? Any Way But Loose? Any Which Way But Loose. Because I've heard that saying before. Any Which Way But Loose. That was an old Clint Eastwood very good movie. And his orangutan's name was Clyde. And Clyde was a friggin' pretty good character in the friggin' movie. But Wait, the movie, I look this up. The movie was really about, like, nothing. Like, pretty much nothing. 
But at the end of the movie, Victoria knew all the characters. You had Grandma. You had Fido Beto. 1978. Let me see this. <laughs> yeah, Clint Eastwood, Any Which Way But Loose. Great Beverly movie. D'Angelo. Yeah, I've never heard of this movie. Yep. Well, since you're into that old fart stuff, you got more to look and watch and look at. <laughs> you know, we should do actually, um, speaking of old movies, I was actually thinking about um, Animal House the other day. You want to do Animal House? I was thinking about it. That or, you know, the one everybody keeps asking for is Caddyshack. Yeah, I think Caddyshack. I think Caddyshack's probably the move. I or, think that's or our an, next one. Or Animal House. Yeah. I feel, honestly, though, I'm hearing more people say Caddyshack. Um, I feel like that. I think after Jaws, I think that should be our next movie that we do. All I right. really do. All right. Well, we're due. We're due for one. It's summertime. Um, the days are long. And um, if anybody's going to sit around and watch Caddyshack, I guess this would be as good time as any. Yeah. Except for the Yankees up north. Well, yeah. They, you, know. you know, the Yankees up north, you know they're in like almost full panic mode right now? Haven't they been in full panic mode? Well, every year when it gets hot, they all, oh. they all freak <laughs> out and open up their beach houses and they got all this stuff to do. And then they have their two or three months of warm weather. And then they all freak out again and then have all their cold weather cold weather stuff to do. And it's like they spend like a quarter of their time getting ready for the next season. <laughs> like it just seems to me like it's like an exuberant amount of time just to get ready for the next season. But they still do that shit up there. And then if they come here for more than like a year, they go, oh, I missed the seasons. And I'm like, what are you missing? Like, do they miss, like, the whole getting ready for the next season? I mean, preparation is big for some people, dude. Dude. You know? That's a New England thing. Yeah. Which, and listen, we don't judge. We don't judge. No, I'll judge a little bit. All right. It's a New England thing. And when they say that, what they really mean is, man, I wish I would have moved to Fort Lauderdale in the 70s like your parents did. Possibly. Well, I bet you with this COVID, a lot of people are going to be looking to move down here. Dude, how much? How many more people can we take? That's what I mean. If anybody else, I'm getting ready to be like, well, there goes the neighborhood. I think it's 300,000 people a year are moving to Florida. <sighs> we can't keep having this, dude. I'm sorry. We can't. 300,000 people a year are moving to Florida. You know how many people live in Orlando? 60,000? No, I think about 300,000. And but we have three hundred thousand a year move here. Right. So every year we get a new Orlando. Jesus, dude. I, I, but it's funny though. It, my favorite reaction of those three, those folks up north when they moved down is their reaction when they first experience a hurricane. They're so scared. Oh my gosh. People get so scared about the hurricanes. I mean, I don't like them. I don't either. But you know, we're you you and I are used to them by now. It's not even a. That's not even the point of being used to them. It's like. It's a storm. It's going to come and go, and we're going to clean up after the storm. Let's pray to God none of them are like Andrew or like that one that just crushed the Bahamas. I mean, that's always like everybody's worst fear. Yeah. But almost none of them are like that. And I don't know. It just seems to me like everybody freaks the fuck out because of the hurricane. Again, especially the new folks that have never experienced it. They're just like, they think it's the end of the world. Well, there's no reason to freak out. You just get ready for the hurricane and do what you got to do. If the thing is a fucking five or an Andrew or something, there's nothing you're going to be able to do except yeah, for what I mean, you already did in the first place. Exactly. So, 
the whole freaking out part you can just eliminate. Exactly. It's kind of like, you know. And on that note, let's actually go ahead and wrap this up. Um, speaking of hurricanes, I actually, uh, I'd like to end this podcast uh, with another poem by Nipsey Russell. Her, he said, hurricanes should be named after women. After all, they work on the very same plan. Start up over nothing, make a whole lot of noise, and can't be controlled by man. That's pretty good. I'm Stephen Busaka. That's Captain Jeff the Lunker Dog. Thanks for tuning in to The Real Guy Podcast. Run that dog. I'm Will Cooper, host of Hunt Stand's Make Your Mark Podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from Hunt Stand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device. Oh, that's awesome. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.